Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious, a show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay, debated. I am Michael Eric Owen. And I'm DT, and we've got a great show for you guys oh, man. today. I am, I am, I'm truly excited. I'm still kind of riding off that last episode, man. That was, that was pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Success. Success, man. And, and I got a lot of um, feedback. Uh, from our listeners, um, just how I think pragmatic that show was mm-hmm. for them and how deeply it spoke to them. Uh, clearly, uh, if you're in the game, you're trying to, you're trying to be successful, right? Right. And, um, and we, we, all of us can learn, uh, techniques and skills and so forth. Um, to increase our odds. Help you grow, <laughs> help you grow. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. So if, um, if you have not, um, listened to the show, you need to go back. Uh, man, I, I could tell you it's, it's getting better and better every week, man. When I, when I even go back and listen to shows and, and, uh, after Richard has, uh, you know, of course went through and worked his architectural magic mm-hmm. on it. Um, Man, I learned some stuff, man. I'm like, really? You know, like, you know, sometimes you can research, but right, it really right, don't sink right. in until you right. hear it, right? Come back to you. That's so. how, that's how learning usually happens. You know, after you've, uh, kind of surveyed it and went over it, it doesn't really stick with you until that later on down the line where you kind of revisit it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, man, we, we have an exciting announcement. What you got, Mike? Oh man, we have a one mic, one voice show trailer. Really? Yes, that we are launching right now. Okay. On Facebook. So folks, if you following the show, it's up, it's running. It's going to give you some behind the scenes of Richard who like we are, what we are. It. He just dro- Man, you know what we like? Man, I don't know some some big star that just dropped their album at midnight. <laughs> The release party right now, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right now. But hey, check it out um, and uh, give us some feedback. I'm sure if you don't, if you, if you're not gonna see it right now, you're gonna see it because it's gonna get up in the eye gate mm-hmm. sooner or later. But man, let's. Our title of our show today is the pathology of racism. We're calling it a disease, folks. And in our studio, man. This has been in a this has been a long time in the making. It has been. <laughs> he, he, you know what? He been on he been on his way here, but you know it just take because you know he a smooth brother, <laughs> so you know he got to stop and, and maneuver and take care of business. Uh-huh. But oh man, I am so happy, man, to have my friend Skip Hill on one mic, one voice today. A pleasure for me, man. <laughs> An absolute pleasure. This has been a long time in the making. It's man, been, it's been a long time. Absolutely. We talked about it last year. Man, man when you were at the library, I remember we were actually probably in uh, Ralph Ellison talking about this, right, so right, right. it's been that long. And, it's been a long uh, it's time. It's a real pleasure and honor to be here with and, you guys. And just to tell our, our folks that uh, don't know you because we have an international audience, uh, brother, brother Skip. I do too. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you, you see, and you and you about to tell nice. it, right? Nice. And uh brother Skip uh is not only a man, one of the most 
talented artist that I have ran across in my life. Thank you, man. And uh, ahead, but he's he, but he's also a social activist, and his art, his art form, not just uh, with the uh, with the paint and the brush, but but his 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 language and how he deals with uh, community and society has been such a powerful and has made such a powerful impact, not only in Oklahoma, but he's going to talk about, uh, he's also going to talk about how that's made an impact throughout the world. So, Brother Steve, talk a little bit about who you are. You know, it's interesting that uh, for me, and we talked about this before we came on studio, uh, on the air, I'm known primarily as an artist, but make no mistake, I'm a political junkie from from a very early age. I, I often think about um, being in my grandmother's house. I'm probably about 10 years old, and the Watergate hearings were on. And, of course, they took up TV the whole day on TV. So she wasn't watching her soap operas, but she was very acutely watching the Watergate hearings in D.C. And so me as a kid laying on the floor drawing, I had my pens, my paper and my making my cartoons and comic books and stuff. But in the background, I mean, in in the foreground, I mean, I, I ended up following what was happening. And as a child, early on, seeing the power of politics, but also deception, mm. corruption. Mm. Uh, I, I, I remember thinking uh, on the way to the studio today, I was thinking one thing I do recall was the type of people type of Republicans at that time who were willing to, at that time, do whatever they needed to do, not to protect their president, mm. but to protect the office of the presidency. Mm. So from a very early age, and then once I got into college, I did uh, political cartoons and won some uh, Associate Press uh, awards for that. And so uh, it's not something that I put overtly in my artwork as much as it is uh, now. It is why I do murals. Mm and community projects uh, and places that necessarily couldn't afford my original art, I can at least go in and leave my impact uh, creatively by doing murals and artists and residence programs with kids and workshops with kids, uh, uh, which is very dear uh, project and effort to me. I mean, yeah, again, uh, we can sum it all up. You're a bad brother. Thank right. you. <laughs> bad man. And, 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 and you know what I like about, about Skip, man? Uh, like he said, when I was at Ralph Ellison, he came and he worked with the kids, man. And that's always, I mean, when you, when you get to a certain level in your life, you know, it, it takes a quality person to reach back down and to give to the least among us. And so I really appreciate that about you, man. Well, man that's, 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 that's my, uh, that, that same grandmother whose, mm. whose, uh, living room I was in watching the Watergate hearings is the woman who instilled that in me. Mm. Don't mm. ever forget. Yeah. You know? And she always spoke wonderful, big, incredible things mm. over me. Yeah. And things that I would do and things that I would be. And so, but she also made a point of never forget mm. folk. Never yeah. forget people. Always do for others. Always do, mm. just as others have done for you. Prayers have been prayed for you. You don't even know about you yeah. that it got mm. you to this point. So Absolutely. always do for others. And uh, you know, that's that's the principle. You know, that's the principle in life. But but unfortunately, I think um few of us adhere to that consistently. And um, you know, I don't I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm I kind of like this 45ing down the road. <laughs> I love it, man. 
<laughs> this 45 down the road. Is that the speed limit or is that just. <laughs> no, Skip, listen. Right can it now, go fast? Hey, DT, right can it go faster than that? Listen, Skip, get on your headgear. Yeah. All right. Buckle up your seatbelt. Yeah, okay. yeah. Where is it? Put you a life proof jacket on. I got it. I mean, we trumping down the road. I mean, uh, <laughs> here we go. The road is rocky, <laughs> it's bumpy. Hang on. And there is not like that little cool rush you feel when you go down a hill. There's not that. No. There's not that. It's just ah! the whole time. (laughs) Man, the face of failure. I mean, Mm. I want to get serious about this, right? No, first of all, let's 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 roll this 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 video that we got with here, folks. And we're gonna be right back. Let's roll this. I never said repeal and replace Obamacare. You've all heard my speeches. I never said repeal it and replace it within 64 days. The first thing we're going to do is repeal and replace Obamacare. We're going to win in a way that nobody's seen before. We're going to win so strong. We're going to be so strong. We're going to be so smart. I take a deal. That's that's the sign of a deal maker. When you can take something that's a disaster and make it better than if things stayed good. We're going to win so much, you're going to go to Paul Ryan, you're going to go, Mr. Speaker, please, please. We can't stand winning this much. We can't take it. And he's going to come to see me. He's going to, Mr. President, the people in Wisconsin are tired of winning so much. You're winning with health care. We're winning on the border. We're winning with ISIS because we are going to get ISIS out. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. If we don't act quickly, the damage will be irreversible. We're gonna have it terminated. We're gonna have great health care. So we're gonna do repeal and replace. Obamacare, which you are gonna repeal and we're gonna replace with something much better. It'll be repeal and replace. It will be essentially simultaneously, most likely be on the same day or the same week, but probably the same day could be the same hour. Real change begins with immediately repealing and replacing the disaster known as Obamacare. <laughs> I mean, right now, do it now. Oh, man. hold on, man. Hey. You know what? That was comical. It is funny, huh? I mean, I mean, that's like that's like somebody coming up to you, Mike, and saying, or you telling somebody else, you know, but I've never ever recorded the one mic one voice. They'd be like, "Well, we have like seventy five episodes that of wasn't you me, though, but doing I've never exactly done what you said you're not doing." Right. <laughs> nope. right, right. Oh man! Hey, same day. Same hour, hour, maybe. You know? <laughs> right. These things happen so quickly. Well, I mean, it'll be that know, easy. Because, it kind of speaks. Because he's a deal maker. And I'm, oh, it'll be that oh. easy. Yeah. You guys yeah. just haven't had any deal makers. <laughs> Once I get in here, it'll be that easy. to make the deal. Ah. You know, he, he said that. That you're gonna win so much, man. I'm so tired much. already. You know what, Mike? Listen, you're, fr- <laughs> you're from Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. He, he spoke to your demographic, right? But what did he say? He said the people in Wisconsin to you. are gonna come say, "Hey, Paul Wright, we're tired of winning so, so much. <laughs> we're tired of winning. <laughs> we're tired of it. How do you? Are you tired of it? No, man. <laughs> uh, you know, and I take offense. I take offense to this this guy thinking that. Um, especially from the origin of my birth, that he has any credibility in anything that he says. 
And I mean, this goes back to um, Skip, what you talked about um, when you're opening this deception and corruption. Mm-hmm. I mean, this idea that this man can sit up there, and this is this is this is what's so I think uh, deviant about this man that he can sit up and look you in your eyes mm-hmm. and say, "I never said that." You've heard. He he puts the responsibility on you. You've heard my speeches. You can go back and listen. And he walks off into the sunset like nothing. What what what? What type of character is that, brother? <laughs> it's it's one that it's one that lives in the continuum of the now, mm. right mm. now. What works for me right now? <laughs> what works for me at when I was saying re, uh, repeal mm-hmm. and replace? What worked for me then was saying it. Yeah, mm. it don't work for me to say that no more. Not today, it don't. <laughs> okay, so I'm not saying that anymore. Yeah. And in the moment of now, I didn't say that. Because it don't work for me to say that. That was just a that was just a door crack, and I guess into the mind of forty five. Because I I can't. Other than that, brother, I don't. Mm. So yeah. trapped into what works for him at this moment mm. Mm. that what he lied about ten minutes before mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're past that man. That was yeah. I, that was years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the like, moment of now, I need to say that I never said that. Mm. This was just a couple of months ago, though, right? A couple of months is it? I mean, it was the crux of his case. Yeah. It was the heartbeat of his campaign yeah. over was a year. It, I mean, all right, yeah. wait. I have a defense for mm-hmm. forty-five. Okay, help him out in America right now. Can get. In America right now, right? Yeah, Americans are living longer than our ancestors. Okay, with this, we're also experiencing larger numbers of people who have dementia. So. Trump is uh, 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 you got to put money in the jar. Put money 45, in the jar. <laughs> 45, 45 is our oldest sitting president. I'm right? with you where you're going. And so like maybe starting uh, I, to me he just looks like somebody some dementia. Uh, it's there, man. It runs in his family. He has a family history. Oh, he just he just forgetting what he's saying. But he's I mean, but he remember who he is though. Well, but look, if you've been hustling, you forget who you are. If but you got he's dementia, been hustling right? so long. <laughs> I mean, there are stages. This might be the first of it. He's been doing this for a long time. Maybe he had childhood dementia. Well, I, <laughs> here's the thing. He's he's been a hype man his whole life. Uh-huh. Once yeah. a hype man, always a hype man. Even once dementia starts taking over, all you know is hyping stuff yeah. and selling stuff. And to me, that mm-hmm. is what he looks like. He looks mm-hmm. like an, a very successful insurance salesman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who everybody was did some stuff at one point. Mm-hmm. Everyone's giving him awards and stuff. But really, the fact of the matter is he's 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 mm-hmm. over into dementia. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, people would be loving enough and kind enough to acknowledge that mm-hmm. and help him along with it. And I think that's what his daughter serves as, kind of his little in, uh, in-house nurse. <laughs> I really do think that's what she's there for. But by, <laughs> I really by, do. Bad. Keep her daddy in check. <laughs> okay, I do. But your argument to me, I'm willing to buy into that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to help. I I think he just, I think he crazy. Yeah, and that's 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 too easy. That's That's too easy. No, he crazy. He's he's a narcissist. I think he's smarter than Uh, that too. I think he's just. But you know, even with he's a con man. He's a good one. I would say also a bit of a bit of an opportunist. Um, But going back, I think that him kind of laying out that he would have you know the the best. Research teams, the best scientists, the best 
uh, analytical people, you know, DT, all you of these people. It. You believe? I mean, that, I, yeah. I mean, I wanted to. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna pitch myself there, but I wanted to at least believe that he'd at least be around smart people. Mm-hmm. You know, if he couldn't mm-hmm. do the job, that he'd at least be advised by people who were intelligent enough to help him. You know, mm-hmm. carry this thing out. Mm-hmm. That's not how he operates. That's not how we got there either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he got there. The person mm-hmm. that they actually had wanted to have in there was Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. and uh, but Ted Cruz was not nearly as charismatic as Forty Five. And you mm-hmm. know, Forty Five is basically, in some points, I think we deserve Americans deserve mm-hmm. Forty Five mm-hmm. at this time. I mm-hmm. mean, our culture deserves someone. He's the he's the ultimate Hollywood uh, 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 president in the mm-hmm. sense of commercialism, marketing. Celebrity, mm-hmm. wealth, all these things that Americans mm-hmm. really admire, mm-hmm. especially broke ones. You know, he has he I've heard him referred to as a poor man's billionaire. Yeah. A stupid man's intellectual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, he he in a way. <laughs> it's crazy, got, right? Yeah, I think he, I think he had an audience built up of years mm-hmm. of reality TV and, and his and his face being on TV. Yeah. That's all that they needed for a yeah. qualification because mm-hmm. they sure mm-hmm. are not doing any research as far yeah. as what he really stood for. Oh, so. absolutely. Okay, I mean, and 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 uh, you know what people need to understand, and for our Republican listeners, what you need to understand is the Republicans lost this; they failed right along with him. Okay. All they needed was 215 votes, right? They had, they have 237 out of the 435 seats, right? 33 were going to defect on them. That's why it failed, right? Well, it failed because it's a, it's a piece of, well, okay, I don't, I don't want Richard to beat that. But it, yeah, you know what I was about to say. Okay, that's why it failed. But the reality is you can't go around blaming Democrats, when your own party, his own party doesn't even believe in him. But that, okay? was, his, that was his strength going in, that that would be so easy because Very he good. got all the, the You got the government. The yeah, you got everything. You got the government and you can't pass the bill. And then these clowns for what? Seven years. For seven years, they were trying to, they were trying to kill the Affordable Care Act, right? They voted to repeal it year after year after year. Over now, 60 times. Yeah, over yeah, 60 times. And now, and, and now you have, you have the government, but you can't even pull it off because you're not smart. I mean, this this is what this reveals. And I'm not going to say all Republicans, so I don't want you folks sending me because you know how they do me. They send me oh, stuff. Yeah. You upset this. You know what? But let me I'm not I'm not saying every Republican. But let me just say this. The Republican leadership, the Republican leadership is stupid. I'm just going to say that you heard me say that you're stupid. You can't even write a bill. That you 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 have the majority of the house. You can't even write a bill that passes. The Democrats did it. I think they're a little bit smarter than you. I mean, they got it through, right? Am I am I right or wrong? They did get it through. They got it through, right? And it's complex as hell. That's why you that's why you can't be dumb and overturn it. You're not smart enough. Paul Ryan, he's an idiot. He's dumb. He's stupid. He even looks stupid. He probably smells stupid. Ouch. I don't even like Paul Ryan. Man, if Ouch. I saw Paul is, Ryan, I would slap this. Smell sh- like. you, you don't have to. You don't have to beep this. I slapped the <laughs> shit out of it. I don't like Paul Ryan. Period. Paul Ryan is one of the most. 
he wants he wants you to think he's squeaky clean, but he is a master of deception. Mm. And he drunk the Kool Aid, and now he's got egg on his face, and he's sitting there saying, "Oh, we got close, fool. You didn't get close." Okay, I hope he's listening to the show. Well, that's, that's I cool. give out my address for Paul Ryan. Show up at my house. I'll meet you somewhere. I do not like Paul Ryan. I'd ask Glady Quickle. We're going to have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, listen, hang in with us. <laughs> we doing all right. We will be right back. What's up, guys? I am Leah Marie, owner of The Selfie Gods. Make sure you head over to our website, www.theselfiegods.com, and order your very own selfie moon. Uh, if you need that good lighting whenever you out in the club or you out hanging out with your friends and you need some more light for your selfies, uh, that's definitely what you want to get, The Selfie Moon. This is Dr. Laura Jalat, and when I listen to podcasts, I always listen to the One Mic, One Voice show. All right, hey, this is Turn On The Game, the podcast. I'm Frog. I'm Justin. I'm Chris. I'm Philip. We are Oklahoma-based podcast consisting of four young men commentating on the sports world. Our show will also cover the latest and current events related to sports locally and nationally. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Turn On The Game Podcast at Turn On The Game. You can follow us at Twitter at Turn On The underscore game and on Instagram at Turn On The Game. And be a part of the show and email us at TurnOnTheGame4 at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Black & Studios. It's game time, fellas. Turn On The Game. This is DT of the One Mic, One Voice podcast. just want to let you guys know you can go over to iTunes and search us at One Mic, One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. Also, we'd just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. Welcome back, folks. Uh, yeah, it got a little warm up in here. We it had did, to go man. get some water. Yeah, wow. Cool off. Man, we ain't got no special mix, man. I'm kind of disappointed over that. But This but will anyway. be the last no special mix day. Because usually when we come up in here, brother, you know, Richard's got this this formula that he uses mm-hmm. that he put it's very <laughs> scientific i like man. that formula yeah it's very scientific he won't give us like the the uh you know the formula we're talking about a beverage here oh yeah yeah we're okay. talking about a formula so 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 it's more than a beverage it's okay. you know it you know that don't even get close to it because he turned his back and he got these things <laughs> mixing and elbows moving. Like man, at I'm the end, he has like a little dripper. He drop one, <laughs> drop it, everything. Like, like, wow, what was that? And I'm telling you, man, it's the special mix. Uh, and so he we, hasn't told you what's in. No, no, nah, nah, he won't tell us. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so he ran out of his, his ingredients. He said he's got to order it from way over foreign somewhere. So next week, folks, uh, we the special mix kind of mellows us down. So that's why I'm so hyped today because i don't have my sip of the special <laughs> mix but but our, our show today is the pathology of racism 
And why choose a certain title like that? Well, what I wanted to do was to uh, identify um, uh, this idea of racism uh, at a more scientific level, you see, um, to look at the causes, because I believe it is a disease within American society. Now, somebody's going to say, well, there's racism everywhere. Well, we I'm talking about America, okay? Let's stay focused, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the causes for 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 to to enslave people because of their skin color to create jim crow laws because of their skin color to have a convict leasing system that takes and puts them right back basically into slavery along with sharecropping is a disease folks to have mass incarcerations where black and brown bodies are being used for revenue streams for for states and cities, municipalities. There's something wrong there. We just can't call that a behavior. It is a disease that is wreaking havoc on American society. And, and my question is, why? Why does the color of a person's skin cause so much tragedy i mean how far back you want to go (laughs) i mean let's unpack it man because how about we how about we how we can take a look at some modern pathology or the origins of pathology if we look at one of the great cinematic one of the first great cinematic uh, blockbuster movies made in this country and that was birth of a nation Mm -hmm. in that movie which was a sensation at its time, uh, not only for its technology, uh, technological advances, mm-hmm, but also for mm-hmm. the narrative and and uh, that it put together. Every fearful pathology, whether it's about rape and white women mm-hmm. taking jobs uh, that were their savages, that the all of that mm-hmm. was laid and 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 beautifully formulated, packaged mm-hmm. and presented mm-hmm. to a white American mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. This is early in Hollywood. So, I mean, Hollywood got into the game early as mm-hmm. far as crafting a narrative and a character about who and what a black mm-hmm. body, a black person meant. Mm-hmm. So media, American media, early on established that. So a lot of the things that uh, uh, that that people aren't even conscious uh, we haven't even gotten into the stories that you're told Mm -hmm. but even people with the best intentions and the best hearts receive messages if you're in this culture country in this Mm -hmm. culture in this society you receive the messages Mm -hmm. you either decide to be conscious and aware or you don't Mm -hmm. it it really is that simple because if you live in this country you receive overt subtle messages Mm -hmm. all the time about who is who what is what and 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 what those people are, and 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 I I, I love the idea of because on one might one voice we've talked about who controls the narrative, yes. controls the story, who shapes culture, um, and historically it has been a white male dominated mm-hmm. society, right? DT, and this idea that um, they're telling our story, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and when you're not the person who's who's mm-hmm. writing the story, <laughs> there you go. I mean, there could be s- several twists and turns, and not not mm-hmm. factual. Uh, and to have science on your side at the time when you know discoveries and things like that had great importance, people were listening. So mm-hmm. if you came to tell me if you know I had sex with a black person or I rubbed up against their the skin, you know, I may have some problems. I'm going to be taking that a little <laughs> seriously, right? Right. Man, don't come, black, don't come near me with you know, that <laughs> black stuff. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, if if um, you know the the control is taken out of your hand to be able to say mm-hmm. from your own experience, from your own uh, point of view, what mm-hmm. the truth is, I mean, I mean, you kind of fighting from behind. You know, how do you how do you catch up the reality mm-hmm. or what's true? When all of this has been layered on top of layered on top of layer of support for the opposite. So so we would say that um, those that have this disease are taught and believe a false narrative, right? They see the world through this lens, which is false. It's a constructed. It's, 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 it's true to them. It's true to them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true, but it is a. It's a false, mm-hmm. and it's very, very uh, essence. Yes. I mean, and in science now, it's like we understand that even some of the traits that we didn't think were uh, kind of innate for mm-hmm. us, like um, you were talking about athletic ability. I'm talking about as humans uh-huh. that we mm-hmm. we kind of we conform easily. Uh-huh. You know, and that's more of a natural trait. Are we talking about as human beings or, a, or a as black a human, people? as a human being? Okay, yes, yes. We are, we are, we are conformers, mm-hmm. and this is more of an innate, an innate quality than it is a learned quality. Mm-hmm. So, if even if my environment is telling me this is what's right, you know, because of my skin, because of where I live, because of whatever, I'm going to side with that. Until I can either come in contact with some people who who challenge that idea, mm-hmm. or myself take it up, you know, take the time to explore or try to get more information to find out the truth. But in general, if everybody's slapping Bobby upside the head, I might as well slap Man, Bobby upside the head, too. you know, because that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Think about the at its very basic. If you want to talk about pathology of racism, at its very basic, it's it's tribal. It's caveman stuff, you know, and that's what gets me is when I think with all the incredible advances that we've made on a human level, uh, Mm -hmm. many of our actions as human beings still, we still tend to operate on a caveman Mm -hmm. mentality uh, and and tribal mentality. And so this is what my tribe believes. If Mm -hmm. I'm a if I'm a a white uh, high school dropout and in uh, Ohio. Mm -hmm former steel town, all the jobs are gone, all the factories are gone. I mean, I have a particular reality mm-hmm. and, and you know, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not, this is what I believe it yeah. to be. And if I've been told, I haven't been exposed to anyone like DT. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't known anyone like, like you. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that type of interaction. What I know is what my tribe has told me mm-hmm. to be, and that has yeah. helped them survive, mm-hmm. helped me survive, and in order for me to survive, I need to know mm-hmm. that these people are that's the lower than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and I bring this, I, I mention this often. Imagine being the person who taught you how to hook a fish mm-hmm. was there with you when you caught your first fish, mm-hmm. celebrated that with you, your pawpaw, just as racist as can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet that special moment where you all bonded together as human beings in your tribe, that, that strengthens your love for mm-hmm. 
and whatever he tells you and whatever whenever he indoctrinates you yeah. with so i think about the complexity for certain people in that tribe who, mm-hmm. who come with that but it's 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 all tribal mm-hmm. and right now with the rise i i'll never forget my grandmother tell me that uh during the campaign with uh, president obama during 2008 2007 she said, if this boy, and of course she was in her 90s, so mm-hmm. she can call anybody underneath her boy. Uh-huh. She said, if this boy gets elected, there's going to be some white folks that's going to lose their mm-hmm. minds. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that she did live long enough to mm-hmm. see him elected, mm-hmm. but also a lot yeah, of white folks worry. have lost yeah. their mind. And so they're reverting back to the tribal, mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. They're reverting th- for yeah. those who aren't prepared for the future. Mm-hmm. Those who are stuck in the fundamental and the primal and the tribal and feel threatened, uh, they revert back to their circle in the wagons and with the Confederate flag waving mm-hmm. and in some cases swastikas waving. And, and you know what's so ironic about all of this is is when we, we talk about the narrative, right? And, and now that we live in this information age and this global society and we have this powerful media, whether it's social media, whether it is media uh whether it's, it's the uh, traditional uh media on television mm-hmm. uh we see diversity we see uh these topics being talked about but and you would think you would think logically that it would help people move out of the tribalism help them move out of the clanism help them move out of that but it actually threatens the the tribe it threatens the clan, right? Because all of a sudden now, you're taking over, and you have more resources for information. You don't. It's not just your grandpa telling mm-hmm. you what's what. Now you can actually get on the internet, and absolutely, see, and, and see what's what. Now you can also, Michael, you can also find like-minded people oh, like absolutely. you. We talked about that. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure you all yeah. have in yeah. earlier episodes. You can get with like-minded people mm-hmm. and never hear yeah. a voice of light. Yeah. 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 You you definitely can. And and you know, I, I and 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 what's tragic about this, because this disease has always been in, in American society and it's played out in, in various ways, but in the modern era, what's tragic about this is that we have seen time after time uh these episodes of people acting out what they have learned, been taught, and have grown to have grown to uh, believe the world to be. And folks, I want to roll this because I'm sure you you heard about this just recent incident, but let's, let's roll it and we're going to talk about it. Chilling allegations. New York City police say a Baltimore man traveled to Manhattan with a goal to kill black men. Tonight, that suspect is behind bars, charged with the murder of a senior citizen. WJZ is live from the suspect's neighborhood in Hamden. I'm with Joy Burnett. Tells us police say this hate-filled mission had been brewing for years. I'm with Joy. Vic, good evening to you. Detectives from New York are in Baltimore tonight inside the suspect's home. Baltimore City Police have also been on the block all afternoon. Detectives in New York say this crime was clearly racially motivated. This is 28-year-old James Jackson, a military veteran now charged with murder. New York City police say the Baltimore man hopped in a bus bound for New York on Friday, intent on killing black men. 
Then on Monday night, police say he used this mini sword and randomly stabbed a 66-year-old man, Timothy Kaufman, in the back in Midtown Manhattan. Surveillance video later showed the suspect bolting from the scene, but after the images were plastered across the media, police say Jackson surrendered. Police say it appears Jackson had been harboring these feelings for quite some time and that his actions were clearly racially motivated. Statements he had made, which I'm not going to get specific to, uh, it's well over 10 years that he has been harboring these feelings of hate towards male blacks. Wednesday afternoon, no one answered the door at Jackson's address in Hamden. Baltimore police were also on the block, but the department says as of right now, Jackson is not connected to a crime here in the city. His neighbors are stunned. I think it's crazy because nobody on the street do stuff like that. Like, it's just regular neighbors. It does surprise me and it scares me. Now, Jackson has been charged with second-degree murder, but police say they are working with the, D the DA to possibly upgrade these charges to reflect a hate crime. Reporting live tonight, Avajoy Burnett, WJZ Eyewitness News. Avajoy, thank you. Police say it doesn't appear there are any other victims. Wow. Okay. Uh, this person has um, the desire to kill black men black men where his desires to kill his demons if he's been wrestling this for 10 years man he's wrestling with demons demons of his own imagination but demons nonetheless that happen to be black people you know this is this is what what what, what 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 would we not call this a disease a person to. travels to another state he's been contemplating this mm -hmm. for years to kill not people not a certain gender but to kill black men I look in this room man I, we all black <laughs> yeah. right I mean, yeah. I mean what was yeah. interesting to me about <laughs> the, the target he selected you know 66 year old Come black on man he stabbed yeah. in the back in the back yeah. dude so you couldn't go. I mean, you couldn't go to Brooklyn mm. or the Bronx and find. Yeah. He, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really nice look him in the eye. You know, what I mean, well, I mean, find you couldn't find a brother, 23, 24 year old brother. Uh, he would have Brooklyn. <laughs> no one, no piles with, uh, <laughs> with some Timberlands. No I mean, way. no, man. No you had to way. find an old. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just. Uh, so even in his fear, he he went after the weakest. Right, what he perceived to be the weakest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they got him on video trotting off. You know, getting yeah. away, escaping like dude. But he, he did it in New York because he wanted maximum coverage, right? It's funny how these guys, and think about Dylan Roof, these guys mm. have this idea mm. of I need to maximize mm. this for, for media impact. Mm -hmm. it, it's this thing of I want to inspire others because I know there's others out there that think the way that I do. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Timothy McVeigh, I want to start a race war. I want to, mm -hmm. that seems to be kind of the narrative that these guys, it seems to be a part of these guys' "quote unquote" manifesto that that drives their motivations. This idea that I'm I need to be where media is to get the maximized impact, as if as as if that for somehow some reason that's going to start a race war in America. And um, let me just say this: now um, there are a lot of crazy white people out there There's a lot of crazy black people out there a lot of crazy people in every uh ethnicity right but there's a whole lot of folks that love one another out there too mm -hmm. 
And this whole idea of a race war in America, it ain't gonna never happen. Man, it would. It would. I look at my relationships, man. <laughs> it ain't it would never be, happen, man. I'm like, I look at my relationships with people. I, all the diverse people that I know is right. like, man, it's not. It's not gonna like, happen, man. Dude. You you have to be so far removed from uh, the mainstream of society, man. My 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 circle is a rainbow. Mine too. And I'm like. We love each other, man. We gonna be killing hey, one another. And some of those, some of those are conservatives. Some of them are Absolutely. gun. Uh, love their guns. You've been like, and these are people in my life. You know, people I have lunch with, know their kids and everything. So it's like, wait a minute. Uh, it's, no, it's a crazy, crazy notion. But it, but it is, it is a, uh, uh, it is a an image that they have a hard time. When I say they of a certain sort, I always have to qualify when you know because. When we say white people, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, wait, wait a bit." But I'm not. Whoa, yeah, yeah. If I'm not, not, if it's not you, I'm not talking about not that you. type of white. Not okay. Your type. <laughs> so I've been qualifying of a certain sort, and even white people know what that certain. You know who that certain sort is. Yeah. You know who Buford and Cletus and those guys are. Mm-hmm. That you know them, okay? And some of them are in your family, and you don't like get them, them slang shots. You don't like them either. You know the races, and you don't like them That's either. Right. So you know who I'm hey, talking about. Hey, you know, I I took this. You know, uh, Harvard has this implicit. Uh, the bias yeah uh, association test hmm. online and we all bias. have it man we all have an implicit bias and on some level i'm going to encourage our listeners to just google it uh implicit association tests to show inherent racial bias and um and they did it i mean they you know they they've been conducting this research and um and it's it's funny how you know, it has held true. Um, you know, it says here that uh, 57% of non-African Americans rated African Americans as less intelligent than whites. But get this, 30% of African Americans themselves <laughs> rated African Americans as less intelligent Look, We've been listening to the same Self-hate. narrative. We've been listening to the Self-hate. same narrative that they've been listening to, Okay. Listen, 62% of the entire sample rated African-Americans as lazier than whites. My, my, my. And more than three out of four survey respondents said that African-Americans are more inclined than whites to prefer welfare over work. My, my, my. Uh, well. Who controls the narrative? Who controls the narrative? I mean. And what's the purpose of controlling the narrative? And what's the narrative that you want out there? Yeah. Yeah, well, where where we 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 know for a fact that that in some of these communities in Appalachia and West Virginia and these red oh, states yeah. that <laughs> these people are using up are on welfare, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these people are on disability, yeah. and these yeah. people are having opi- uh, uh with op- dealing with opiate addiction. Yeah. That these are yeah, uh, yeah. I mean we, <laughs> we, we 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 the face of poverty. We just right. did that, and we broke down the okay. numbers about who's more on poverty, mm-hmm. and it happens to be white people. So I mean, you know, so it's <laughs> it's the reality. Right. But but who controls that narrative though mm. who controls that narrative folks we gonna we, we gotta pay some bills we gonna take our last break we are in the studio with the artists man you think he'll paint something for us man just, hey you know if i thought about that i could have done man, some i want to talk to you when we come back from break about what he did for uh Quraysh. okay Great. we will be right back This is Koresh Ali, Lansana, poet, author, educator, and Oklahoma. And when I listen to podcasts, I'm on that one mic, one voice joint.
Thank you for downloading this episode. You're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on. Please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-work, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you, and remember, to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness. All right. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about the pathology of racism. And, you know, again, I, I want to bring back uh, 45 into this discussion because he has tapped into nationalism. He has tapped into some deep seated, I think, um, racism that that has always been. But it was it was underneath the carpet. Hell, Trump. But this idea of. Make America great again the again the again takes us back in history it taps into this idea that you have lost if you look at who voted for him the majority of of his his voters yeah there were some middle class folks but the majority of them were whites who were struggling who are nostalgia for a history, get this, folks, that never existed. It only existed. Uh, it only existed in fairy tales, in books. It was never the reality because while slavery and Jim Crow and and convict leasing and all of that was going on, there was two Americas. One painted a picture of such elegance and eloquence and and beauty, and the other of heartache in despair and so uh make america great again feeds into that sort of pathology i think that that narrative also keeps america on the hook for or on the hamster wheel rather for something that's going to be different right and so every campaign we've seen there's some element of change or difference that this new candidate is supposed to bring we've seen it from I mean, name any of them. But at the same time, what America, I mean, what, what Trump, well, 45 <laughs> indicates. Man, I'm getting a lot of money. I know, here, man, skip. I know. So it, well, 40, I give me some cigars now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 45 indicates in his, in his Make America Great Again is, is what you talked about, that kind of uh, Nazi following mm-hmm. type thing. You know, we need to take America back White from supremacy. the people who have taken it from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the, that's not the right the right angle well it's it's uh it, it comes down to what is your perception of what is america mm-hmm. what what makes america america and there clearly is amongst a significant portion of white america the idea that america is a white country exactly. the rest of you all are just kind of like support yeah, staffs hanging out you know it's <laughs> authentically american is to be euro 
Saxon, Anglo, Christianized. That's in their evidently in their minds. That's what Mm -hmm. that means. Mm -hmm. So, despite our contributions, and not just contributions, but our foundational impact on this country, it's why this country is not Germany. So, the people that weren't from here, right, Mm. came here, and Mm -hmm. then like tried to shut everybody else out of the, the, the place. Sure. Make make them feel you know unwanted and unwelcome, even though they do they too came here, yeah, uninvited, sure. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, who's what? Like you said, who, what is, what is America? Who is American? It yeah. all depends who, on who you're asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. these people that want to make America great again, for them, America is not a black president. If you could frame a time a time frame, <laughs> what would that be? When was America great to you and your? Well, you know, I had someone ask me this on Facebook, and and he he hopped in on a thread. This guy hardly ever comments on anything on my page, (laughs) and he hopped in on this when I made a comment about a friend of mine in Europe. Said, you know, no country is great when it's easier to get a gun than it is to get health care. Well, he was offended by that, and he asked me the same question. So, you know, tell me what you know. America is either great or is not great. He was giving me these options. I was like, hey, look, man, you find a place in the timeline where we were great. And I'll find during that same time period something that was going on at the same time that shows that maybe we weren't so great. I said, we're, you know, and where do you have this need to be great? Mm-hmm. How about being decent mm-hmm. again? How or for the first time? How about just being decent? But Can that was his thing. Was, comfortability. I, I might, we should be. We should be comfortable now. But mm-hmm. his point was, you know, uh, we're great. I said, you find me a timeline. Are we talking nineteen fifties? 1960s? Can't find one. Are we talking about uh, 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 pre-Civil War? Post-Civil War? Keep looking. When when were we... The the great that they're talking about is the great after World War II. Factory uh, jobs. You know? uh, And and you know what? And you know what? A lot of that was government motivated. The government that they hate so much. Absolutely. That was government motivated. But not for everybody. Not for everybody. <laughs> Not Who for built everybody. the ghettos, folks? Go back and listen to that. We we go over that. You know what? This is a funny clip. It's from the show Blackish, but I I just want us to 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 kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But but uh, take a listen to this, and and we'll be we'll be right back. I'm trying to protect my job, pops. It's getting serious at work. Oh, it's okay, son. Anything happens, you got a rich wife to take care of. You. That way, you can go back to your herb garden. Which, by the way was not at all what I thought it was going to be. You think this is a joke? This is my life, man. Oh, calm down, boy. Everybody gets laid off. Hell, I told you, even I got laid off. You did not get laid off. You were escorted out by the police because you embezzled 12 grand. Reparations, and not even close to what they owe us. I don't believe Smitty's mattress shack owed us reparations. Well, not anymore, they don't. Listen, all I'm saying is losing your job is not the end of the world. You're a moderately competent man. You'll be fine. Pops, it's about more than losing my job. Do you know what happens to me every time I drop the kids off at school? Oh, my God. What a beautiful family. What she's actually saying is... Oh, my God. You're a college-educated, two-parent, married, hardworking, well-spoken, no-baby mama on the side, having full tuition paying family, and neither one of you is an actor, athlete, rapper, or drug dealer? They're surprised to see us doing what every other family at that school is doing, being a family. Why do we get all the attention? Well, you don't exactly fly under the radar with your bands and your high-top sneaker boot tennis shoes. There's so few of us up there, I gotta represent. It's a lot of pressure keeping this perfect picture together. 
it's probably how Will and Jada feel. Oh, hold up. You're comparing yourself to the biggest movie star in the world. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You're right. I'm more like Barack and Michelle. Can you imagine if Obama did what Clinton did in the Oval Office? I heard he had all the doors removed, take away any suspicion. Oh, six more months, Barack. Let's just keep it together. Hey, Pops, why do we always do this? Police have described the gunman as a six-foot-tall white male. Wait a minute. Eight people got shot. Yes, that is well, that's that's a damn shame. Tragedy. But we didn't do it. <laughs> but seriously, man, when one black person fails, it feels like it sets us all back. Sonic, you haven't failed yet. But there are people out there waiting for me, too. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Times have changed. We've got a black president. We've got big movie stars. You feel like you're a part of that. you yes. got to maintain. you got to mm -hmm. hold it down. I understand. That's a lot of pressure. Good luck with that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go uh, attend to my own herb You know, this is, I mean, it's, it's funny, right? Uh, <laughs> Blackish, the Lots show. to keep him crying. You know, it, it is. I mean, it's 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 this satire, right? But it's so true because um it and the reason why I wanted to play that because I think it's almost a byproduct of the pathology, right? Because we know people are viewing us this way. And so we act a certain way to preserve some sort of dignity, right? And it's so true, man. I've been I, I I've been looking at the news, man. I'm like, man, when I had, we're going to be reporting at eight uh, tragic murder and such and such. I'm just like, man, I hope he wasn't black. You know what I mean? I'm just like <laughs> like hoping that, and that's and what's with that? But my my reaction is because I know if that is a black male, then they look at all black males like that, right? I'm paying the price for that. Just like I know when I'm carrying myself around each and every day trying to trying to be a man and to represent not just Michael Eric Owens, but I know I'm representing everyone here because that's how they see us, right? It's almost, you know, it's it's almost a pathology that produces a pathology. Right. Right. It was designed to. I mean, look, uh I, I often said racism hurts white people. In a way that it doesn't hurt black people, but it hurts nonetheless. Mm. I've had countless stories shared with me by white people who were raised by a racist loved one or parents and then came to a certain awareness and then recognized that, you know, my daddy was wrong. Mm -hmm. My mama was wrong. Uh, and and to to come to that awareness is a pretty powerful, powerful thing. But there, there are those that, that come to it. But for the most part, it's just a... a a system, they are just as much a part of a system as we are. Mm. And they're trapped in it. Mm. I think about some of these Trump people who... 45. Uh, God, where's my... Where's the, where's the jacket? Man, my stuff is Where's the jacket at? Where's the, where's the change coin? <laughs> uh, that 45 mm. that voted for him, he had nothing for them other than a good sale. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's all that yeah. he had for them. Yeah. It's interesting how many of them, though, when it came down to the when it came down to make the vote, some of these these people opted for their whiteness, mm. Mm. even over their Americanness. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> over what was yeah. good for, and I and I'm looking at particularly the white women who supported Trump, and you may you I'm sure you had your own reasons, but invariably 
that group right there, instead of siding with the woman mm. Mm. or finding a place with the woman and then looking at who the guy was that you were voting for yeah. in his relationship with women, yeah. you still, rather than pull the woman, mm-hmm. vote for the cause of women, yeah. you voted for the cause of whiteness mm-hmm. and the security that it yeah. brings yeah. to you. Absolutely. And the Hillary tied herself to blackness. Right. She didn't do she didn't do a very good job of but yeah. she you mean historically she and Bill have been yeah. more tied to that. So yeah, they're very good people to use as foils. And so and so what what by, what be, they by saw. proximity, by Absolutely. being close to black folks. We, they, well they called well, him the first and, black president and, for the longest time yeah, until we yeah. actually had one. And this, respect. And, and this idea of um you know, I want to continue what the president has already started. That's that's a narrative that says no, this is this is not whiteness, right? Mm. This is not white maleness, because that's really what it's about. I mean, if you look at because um, yeah, they weren't about to let her be president, they don't want oh, her. No. They, I mean, look, you've got a black president mm-hmm. followed by a white president. We definitely got to make America yeah. great again and yeah. pull some stuff back because yeah, it's getting away from it's us. Getting us away from <laughs> us. <laughs> a- absolutely, absolutely. And um, this pathology, this disease that is. Eating at the core of our society, um, yeah, we have moments of, uh, we would say, uh, some sort of victory, some sort of unity, um, but this thing won't go away. Uh, it's so ingrained in our society, in our culture, in our relationships, DT. Yes, yeah, intertwined. It's built into the fabric. It's a, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a fabric. It's built right? into the. It's 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 a key ingredient in the in the mix. All it, right? it, it is. You you would almost have to strip America and almost I, I said of this his. Before. Go like, ahead. We need to take one of those things, like you know, they had the Men in Black. And just zap everybody. Just start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Man, here's and, and DT. Here's why I would do that because the e- look everything involving us and people and it's economics. Okay, mm. the economics of why we were brought here, our ancestors were brought here in the first place, don't exist anymore. There's really no need for us. Even in industrial, those in, those industrial jobs that they were given to people, uh, the black folks coming up from the south and the slaughterhouses in Chicago, all that stuff's gone. Either that or we have immigrants doing it. So the, 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 the initial purpose for people of color from Africa, from the diaspora, for being here doesn't exist anymore. What does a system do when they have a population full of folk who, you know, their basic function as far as the economics of this country don't work anymore? Yeah. And that group of people have somehow begin to flourish within the yeah. society. There you go. It puts, to lie, it puts the lie to, you know, and that's the thing about the Obamas. Mm-hmm. They were everything mm-hmm. that you would think an American family, mm-hmm. successful American mm-hmm. family would be. There is, again, like the video, the video said, no baby mama drama, mm-hmm. no jail record, no, mm-hmm. I mean, educated, both of them, best in- American institutions. Yeah. And yet at the end of the day, for some folks, mm-hmm. they're still mm-hmm. just... For analytical purposes, they were still niggas. They were still niggas, right? Right. I mean, let's. Just they they, they are they are they are representative of what is good yeah. about this country, yeah. despite this country. Yeah. Uh, and yet, at the end of the day, they still weren't worth the respect. And that, it's 
It's so, and, and, and get, you know, back to that fabric that a man would travel from Baltimore to New York to kill just black males. I mean, that, I mean, think about that. That is, if that's not a disease, I don't know what is. That is deranged. That is, that cannot be normal. Get right? your friend some help. I mean, I mean, because you, we got we talked about you know this being something that was built up over time. It's mm-hmm. not like yesterday he woke up. And Absolutely, was like, you know what? I hate black dudes. I'm about to go kill me some. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's had conversations mm-hmm. with people. He has family members. He has friends that uh, have heard him address these issues mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't positive, you know. Or you know, he might have set out even a plan for what he would do, or given the opportunity, mm-hmm. or whatever. But nobody stepped in and said, "Hey, man, look, you might not want to do that." Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the battle that you face too, because you don't even have the proper people around you, mm-hmm. even when your mind is going left, you know, to put you back on the right track and say, "Hey, man, you might need to look at this this way," instead of going down there and getting yourself in some trouble. Or, you know, it could be why so many of these guys are loners, mm-hmm. because if they did share with someone, or they do it anonymously on chat groups online, yeah. but. If they did share with someone, they probably would. I, I can't imagine there would be somebody in their life that would say, hey, man, what the hell? What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I hate them too, but you're not yeah. going to do something stupid like this. Yeah. I mean, don't do this. So, yeah. Oftentimes, these guys do plan this in the tormented mm-hmm. basement of their yeah. own brains and don't really share it uh, a whole lot. Yeah, dealing with the uh, white supremacist websites. Yeah. I mean, blogs, because like there blogs. are other places that'll support. Them. Oh, no, it's safe. Yeah, it's safe right. if you have find a safe home. Right. Yeah, or, or might even give, give you instructions, instructions <laughs> on how to kill a black yeah, man. Dude. No, don't do it that way, man. Come at them this way. <laughs> you know, because their cause their veins are bigger over on this side <laughs> over here. <laughs> that's right. Some, that's right. Some, Get them that slingshot, <laughs> boy. Turn them around. Oh. <laughs> Stab him in the back. Make sure, Make sure. titanium blade. Their abdomen is made of steel. He's a regular Jesse. Uh, and again, <laughs> hey, listen, all this goes back to what I was thinking. If you want to talk about the pathology, the, the yeah. first inoculation mm-hmm. in modern American culture would come through a film like The Birth yeah. of a Nation, in which all these ideas of black people being bigger than they really are, <laughs> being stronger than they really mm-hmm. are, yeah. uh, with Tamir Rice, I mean, thinking that he was older than he actually yeah. was. Yeah. There's this kind of, and here's, it, it always kind of comes down to me. It's like, look, this is y'all stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. We're affected by it. We're damaged by it. But mm-hmm. when do you ultimately get to the point to where you say, you know what? This this is our. Yeah. 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 This is our. Yeah. That yeah. we've accumulated over 200 plus years mm-hmm. in this country. It's my stuff. Yeah. These people yeah. over here minding their own business. Mm-hmm. They've got their own thing yeah. going on. Yeah. And yes, just by virtue of their color and what I've been Don't indoctrinated like with from the time. And the messages come to you from the time that you're born. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but the day, when does this day come? And I'm hearing more and more white people say, look, this is our. Mm-hmm. This is my uncle. My uncle Joe uncle Bob's. These, I know these people. Yeah. I've been listening to this crap all yeah. through Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. This is our. <laughs> Stop making it black people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they bear exactly. the brunt of it. Folks, listen. Because they're superhuman, but <laughs> we yeah, got more. Superhuman. Oh, yeah, we got more. Folks, we're going to go to the after party where we're going to talk about how to solve this thing called pathology. Now, for our Patreon members, if you're not, you need to go to patreon.com slash one mic, one voice. 
Yeah, Richard liked that. I remember. Brother got an education. That's right. And uh, so become a member. If you are a member, you have our show notes for that for today. Um, and you're going to – listen, we, we about to get down. We got uh, Brother Skip up in the house. We about to get down. So I'm going to tell you, tune in to the after party. Folks, the pathology of racism, we got to change it. We got to change it. And it starts with you. It starts with you. Not with me. Mine start with me. It starts with you. This is the individual thing that, that we each have to face and look at our own hangups when it comes to race and gender and ethnicity, culture. It begins with you because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, Scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. You can change the world, change the world. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice you can change the world, it's your choice. One my mind, mind, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show.